Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Oh, we are back with another episode of Peace Talk Podcast. I am Dave Peace, a comedian person that says jokes on stage, but not currently because there is a pandemic happening and I am basically unemployed until it's over. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, a lot of artists, uh, comedians, musicians have turned to the internet and they're doing, you know, very, very like virtual open mics. And, and it's, it's just, it's a weird time. It's a weird time to be a performer uh, that, that relies on people <laughs> and being in close proximities and, and uh, being in venues that hold more than 10 people. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a crazy time. So, uh, I'm going to be talking about a, just what, like, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm going to be talking about my last week. Cause I feel like, uh, that, that happened, but just going to be talking about what's going on with me. And, uh, I feel like it's irresponsible to not talk about this craziness that's been going on. And it's, it's real. Like it's so real that, uh, it almost feels like a made for TV movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, like, you know it's real when they want to fucking make TV shows about it. Like, that's, you know, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like in, like, three years, Fox is going to be like, you know, like, based on a true story, you know, the cough, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, people, uh, you know, I don't know, like, it passes from from uh, body to body, like, the Denzel movie Fallen and time is on my side yesterday. So, um... I remember, so, like, I feel like this is one of those moments in, in history in life where you're going to look back and where were you? I was thinking about where I was when 9-11 happened. And honestly, I did not process it when it was going on. In fact, I feel like it really took me a while to quite absorb the information and process it in a way where I... I I've, I understood, you know, how I felt about it. I don't know if, that, if, that, if that's ever happened to you, where you you have to, you know, really think about how something makes you feel. And sometimes, you know, you can classify that in the, you know, being over analytical and, and like, why do I have to think about how something makes me feel? Just feel. But I was in, uh, I was in high school and I, uh, I just remember the teacher having to grab one of the TV, you know, like the, uh, she had to wheel it out. And I don't know if it was in like the back of the classroom or she had to go like next door or something, but I just remember her wheeling it in and plugging it up and turning it on. And everybody's like watching, you know, these buildings, you know, basically collapsing and, and trying to learn as things are going on. And I remember there were some classmates that were actually crying and I didn't understand why. Um, I didn't quite get that people were dying. This like the first time this really happened and it was very sad and tragic. And, you know, uh, I think it's just amazing. Like, you know, I mean, there was heroes, like real life heroes that like lost their lives to help and save and preserve and protect other people. So it was just like a moment that had happened and I, I remember it, but I don't, I didn't process it. And like I said, I didn't know how I felt about it. And, um, 
this last week specifically. Um, so let, let's kind of go back for a little bit. So March 7th, uh, I recorded my, my comedy album. I've watched it. I, I, I'm excited about it. Like the more I watch it, two things happen. One, I'm super critical. You know, there's just like a, just a bunch of like small things, but so many small things that like they, like I cannot not see it. So there's one part of me like when I watch it, I'm like, ah, I wish I would have done that or said this, or I missed the line. I missed a tag. Like, you know, um, (laughs) there's a, there's a part in it where I use the microphone stand, um, and I use it incorrectly. Like it takes me a couple of seconds to like adjust, but like it's just like super critical. Um, but then the second thing is every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm so excited to share this with y'all. Um, it is again not perfect, but it's so it's so great for for like it's such an accomplishment. And it, it's so like I feel like it's a great product to to share and put out and say hey this is my first comedy album and and hopefully compare it with my next comedy album the one after that and the one after that and um like you can only get better and um after nine years of doing comedy i feel like uh it's it's not bad it's not bad so i can't i can't wait for you guys to uh to hear and watch it i'm working on getting that out um, it has been a process. I don't, I don't want to say a slow process. It's just been a lot of things going on, but, um, I feel like I'm taking steps every day to kind of get closer and closer to getting that out. Uh, when will it come out? Uh, we are looking at end of April, uh, or beginning of May, but right now it's really a spring release. Uh, initially I was thinking the summer, but, uh, I think spring is, is it's really one of those like you know we're we're on, we're on lockdown or quarantine and there's time to kind of do these things so that that's that's what's up i got to be honest with you i'm very happy that i was able to bring it all together film do the show and that all happened before this you know this outbreak really became hey don't don't leave your house like that's like stay in we gonna we we gonna write you a check like it's it's like what what is happening is crazy right now, but um you know so so that happens and the next week is like okay like after I do like a major show like that I I normally take the next week off um, if possible and um so I have the next I have the following week off and I'm getting ready to get back on stage last week so at the beginning of the week I'm like all right let me like figure out you know what what material i want to i want to start doing moving forward because one of the things about the the recording is hopefully there there are jokes and material that i won't use for a very long time if i ever you know revisit it um so i'm like hey let me let me put together a new set list and i was gonna do a show in wisconsin but then like these bitches and i'm gonna go ahead and and say that because like they really made me angry now i'm gonna be honest with you canceling and cancellations is a part of the job there are some of the best and worst cancellations there are cancellations where like people say hey um 
this date, this time doesn't no longer work for us. However, we love to, you know, rebook you or reschedule for this date time for the inconvenience. We will, you know, throw in an extra this, that and the other. And you're like, fine, no problem. I understand. Then there's cancellations where, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like you you canceled what what are you talking about um some of some of my least favorite bookings is when it's really a new place and the communication is very poor um i don't mind poor communication but because sometimes that happens people get busy it's not the worst thing in the world um and I experience a lot of it through through um, through this business. Sometimes it's on me, you know. I, I again, I book shows, and uh, I'm going to talk about that uh, this episode. But so I get that. I don't understand poor communication from start, middle, and end, especially when we've never met. So, uh, I don't know. I think December, I get a random, a random email. Just somebody like, hey, are you available for this date, this time in March in Wisconsin? Anytime I ever get an out-of-state booking, I always go to like Google Maps and I'm like, how far is this place? It's only like, uh, I think it's only like an hour and a half away from where I'm at. Which I know to some people are like, that's, it, that's, I'll take that all day. Like anything under two hours, I am fucking happy about i am you guys you don't know it's like it's like christmas morning you know when it's like two hours and 15 minutes i get sad and i want to punch somebody like it's a violence in me that comes out (laughs) you know um and then like if it's like four hours and there's no like hotel like if there's no like accommodations that's where the rage happens like it's just um like I understand the Incredible Hawk. Like I feel like the Hawk was really just a dude trying to live his best life, and then like people kept fucking with him, and they turned him. It's just like Frankenstein. Like y'all did this to them. It's y'all fault. So don't be like, okay, I'm, I get off topic. I apologize. Let me let's reel it back. But anyway, so it was one of those things where they just messaged me and like, hey, are you available? I'm like, yeah, no problem. They they sent me, you know, um, actually I think all he did was just like say hey are you available and i was like yes and then he was like you know this place here's you know here's how much we oh no i think he asked me what, what my prices were i responded we came to a middle and then like that was really it like that was like the last bit of conversation and um the last thing you know like he's you know he's like hey okay good i'm like sounds great i'll add it to my calendar um you know, who am I speaking with? He told me what, what his name was. And like, that was kind of it. And then in January, so like probably a week or two later from our initial email, he emails me again. He's like, hey, can you confirm? And I'm like, okay, yeah, confirmed. Like, that's all I sent back. Boom. Like seconds after he emailed me. Fast forward to, you know, last week, I messaged him like, hey, I uh, was on your page. I didn't see any type of marketing or, you know, advertisement. Is there anything that you need from me? Blah, blah, blah. 
couple days go by nothing then another lady like a, or, or a lady like someone who wasn't even a part of this whole conversation you know what I'm saying she basically comes on and is like hey we don't have you down for this Saturday because you canceled and uh we can rebook you uh, the soonest we can rebook you is January 2021 uh I'm like what bitch we might all be dead what are you talking about like what where, where is this coming from and I was very irate um because I guess I guess I was really angry again there's a bunch of reasons I felt I could have been angry for but in this business like I said cancellations happen poor communication this that I get I get all that I put all that to the side to say when did I cancel where, bitch, where did, where, who was your info person? Who was, who was telling you these things? So that forced me to go back into like, you know, I guess the, the, the new thing that you call text messages or not like receipts. So I went back to look at all the receipts, all of our correspondence, and there was nowhere, no how, no way anything that I said could be interpreted as me canceling. Um, her idea was that I did not confirm and that I canceled and because I didn't say that I would do the show they went on like to be honest with you I don't know what really happened I feel like one person asked another person something like hey I thought we had a comedian and, and he didn't check his email Like it, it really made me upset so I, I, I went on the page I messaged the page I emailed that lady I found her on Facebook like I was like I was a little angry I found her like her personal uh, page. I messaged that, sent her a friend request because sometimes when you message people and you're not friends, it goes into like this little purgatory place. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, so I just was, I was, I sent email, like I sent an email every single day until uh, the original guy responded and he basically said the same bullshit. He was like, hey, uh, he said, I'm sorry. And then he was like, yeah, you canceled or you didn't confirm. And so, we love to have you, February, you know, January, twenty twenty one, and I'm like, I, I, so I sent him the screenshots. Uh, I was like, I don't know how this can be interpreted of me with this of that, and he still not ha- he has not responded. And then the whole Corona outbreak, like that, went global and, 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 and like national and international, and um, maybe maybe he got it. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is, but. They no one has responded to anything that I've sent after that. Like last, hey, yeah, it's you canceled. I'm like what? So I brought all that up to say a couple of things, but uh, the most important thing is that's where I was. <laughs> like that's how I will remember last week as being the week of. And I honestly believe, like, if he would have just been like, hey, we got this little Corona thing going on, and we think it's safe to not. I would have been like, cool. Um, but that wasn't the case. So I, I was very angry. And then, you know, it 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 really it really started freaking out a lot of people. And and then it's like not mandatory shutdowns, but they start, you know, shutting down the restaurants and bars and clubs and um to be honest with you, some of y'all hoes and, and guys, y'all don't need to be going out there on on a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like you you take your ass home, go raise your children. I feel like I feel like some of this is like good for some of y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all don't need to be out in the streets. Um, but so 
yeah, that's so that's that's where I was last week when when like all this really got crazy. I was really just arguing with a place about whether or not I canceled. Um, and that's just that that's that's the business. So I want I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things. First and foremost, like I said, this whole thing that's going on, there is no um, you know right answer. Other than, you know, be safe and be smart uh, as best as you can. Uh, There's a lot of different takeaways. There is, you know, you know, utilize this time with your family and, you know, close, close people and, and, you know, reach out and and talk to people and, and, and check on them. Like spend this time wisely as, as we are all kind of on house arrest and, uh, like that that you can turn that into a positive you can also have things that you were procrastinating about that you can start to get caught up on i've been spending a lot of energy on getting you know working on the album and re-watching the show nip tuck which um nip tuck had been a show i nip tuck had been a favorite show of mine for a very long time I take that back. Nip Tuck was like it was a it was a show that I loved, and then like the last two seasons or so were like really bad, and it made me like not like the show no more. Which, um, for those who who know, and I probably mentioned it a, a couple of times. Same thing with Dexter. Dexter loved the show. I think Dexter has the best like season one through four of a show, and uh, then it, it got bad. Like it made me so angry. I I get I thinking about it makes me angry. Like it makes me want to kill people and like uh start slides and he was a lumberjack and he killed his sister. Spoiler alert, I apologize. But if you haven't seen it, uh don't. And if you do decide to watch it, only watch up to the season four. After that, leave. Just pretend there was no more. Um and if you have seen it and you don't agree with me, uh then I, I you should kill yourself. You should, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's like there are just some things like in 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 the earth, like in the world that are just universal, like black licorice. I'm not saying like uh, people can't like black licorice, but if I'm anywhere and you offer it to me, um, I should be able to slap you in your chin. Just for like, don't offer me. You know what I mean? It's like you want to you want a shit sandwich, okay? You want to. Uh, a pee pee peeps like what anyway so uh yeah again there's a bunch of takeaways my wife has been like crazy about this like she she's a like i feel like i get glimpses of how she and i will be when we're old like old old and uh i don't think she's gonna make it (laughs) she's not she's not doing too well she first of all she has a very bad anxiety which uh which something that really came out when we went to marriage counseling, like that was something that I, I guess I, I fully, like I better understood, um, what was like going on and how she really see, you know, sees the world and, and just kind of from her, her point of view, I, I think everybody has anxiety, but like she, she has it pretty bad. And she's going through something like she's like freaking out and she, you know, she kind of broke down today because the virus, you know, it it was reported kind of closer to home and she just doesn't know what to do. She's kind of like, 
you know, almost uh, become like a shell of herself because she's she's just so freaked out. All she could do is think about it. And um, that's the wrong way to go about it. <laughs> like, like, I, like, there's no right or wrong. But that that my approach to this and again, this is just my approach. But if it's going to happen, like if, if we're all going to get it, and we're all going to die. OK, like what what can we do about it? Um, there are things like, you know, precautions and, and steps that we can take. We don't want to be like those uh, 21 year olds in Florida, like, fuck it, man, I'm going to still party. And I'm going to still like you want to be smart and responsible because it's not just about you. You know, it's about your family, your loved ones and just, you know, the human race, like people that you come in contact with. You just want to be smart about things. But I'm like, let's just let's just do those things. And, you know, hopefully this passes. So I, don't, I guess I guess maybe it's a it's a point of optimism where I, I you know, I'm, I'm just hoping for the best. I'm hoping, you know, the the casualties is minimized as much as possible as people really start taking these better steps and being smarter. We can understand that this is freaking huge. This was going on all of this year and, and we're really starting to 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 respond but it just requires everybody to kind of be on the same page i don't want to be freaked out about it every day at every second and think about the worst and what happens and this like that i just i think that's just one of the 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 least productive um ways to go about this and again i can't tell anybody how they feel or what they think like i, I get all that but that's just my my approach like we all go like if this is it uh I hope uh, my podcast get all the views in the afterlife and I hope this album, you know, goes triple platinum. So I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. This is Peace Talk Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also want to mention uh, Cardi B, uh, like spazzed out, and she had like a, a video on her Instagram where she's talking about coronavirus, and, uh, and then like someone took that and like remixed it and put it out, and that shit's fire. Um, it's like it's viral, and uh, dude actually went and put it on Spotify. It's like a remix. It's it, it reminds me of that being greens, tomatoes, potatoes, like that fucking that shit, the Thanksgiving. Uh, but anyway, I was just thinking about that as uh, <laughs> coming back from the break. I was thinking about coronavirus. Coronavirus. I, I like Cardi B. I am. I'm a fan. Uh, there's like who's better, Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? And I just saw that Nicki Minaj is the highest paid female uh, rapper of all time, and uh, rightfully deserved. Like she, she's, she's, she did what I think Little Kim was supposed to do. Um, and you know, it's always like with, 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 you know, the next generation and passing of the torch. Um, some people don't want to let it go. And, uh, little Kim, she's transformed herself to like a, a, a gigapet. I don't know what's going on with little Kim. Um, and, and she's not little anymore. She's, <laughs> she's like a llama. I, she should be llama Kim. <laughs> like that's what she should, 
She's changed. Like, she, her face doesn't look right anymore. And uh, I don't, I don't know. So I mentioned I'm, I've been rewatching the show Nip Tuck, and I don't know if I'm there yet because uh, I've been rewatching it. And, and one of the things that I do when I rewatch a show, you know, especially a show that I love, is try to figure out where, like, how how great was the show. You know, it's always that comparison of how it was then and how does it hold up. And I'm I'm on season three. I'm sorry, I'm on season five. And the first four seasons are really, really good. Like, they're, collectively, it's probably where the show should have ended. And as I'm starting to remember a little bit more about season five, which I believe they did one of those, like, it was one of the first times they split up a season where, like, they air, like, ten, ten episodes, and it's, like, season five, part one, what, whatever. Uh, but I feel like this is when it started to, to kind of go bad, and then uh, I forget that there was a sixth season, and I think that one is really bad, so I'm, I'm like, not looking forward to it. But I... If I remember right, I think there's an episode coming up pretty soon about a lady wanting to be turned into a cat. Like she wanted, she wanted to be like, like some of the cases were were ridiculous. Like it, again, it's TV, and at this time, it's provocative. It's 2003, and you know, it's it's you know, just crazy shit. Like they started. This is like when they started saying pussy on a. Uh, on like net not network tv or cable tv and uh they say pussy a lot like i don't know what your favorite word is for vagina but uh pussy's up there for me i'm a i'm a fan and like i feel like every chance they get they they say it and it's it's pretty hilarious and they also say shit um i remember when uh south park first had their episode where they uh ink the deal and they say shit they said shit like 147 something like that times in the span of the 22 minute episode (laughs) so they was going crazy but anyway i'm pretty sure there's an episode where a lady wanted to look like a cat and they made her face look like a cat and then like she saw herself and she was like why'd you make me look like a cat (laughs) and then they made her like they she undid the surgery I feel like that's what happened to Little Kim. I feel like Little Kim went through the whole process of looking like a llama, you know, feline, you know, Simba. And then, like, no one told her that that's what she looks like and that she should just undo the surgery. It's kind of like what Michael, like what happened to Michael Jackson. And I, I am a huge Michael Jackson fan. I haven't really listened to Mike in a while. I'm just, like thinking about that but um like if you're a real fan you should be listening to him uh, but michael jackson like by, by the end i feel like my love for him like i could see through the skeleton you know <laughs> like like michael jackson in those last years it, it was not great like like the like so when so when i graduated you know, like that last, you know, I think, I think our senior year, uh, I think is when he dropped his, his last album. Um, it was Invincible and, uh, you rock my world, you know, you, I, I, I love that. I love that album. Um, 
it's not a great album. <laughs> but I say that with love and respect because um, I remember Little Romeo. For those who know who that is, Masterpiece Son. He went on one of the late night shows and he was all like, yeah, my album did more numbers than, than Michael Jackson. And uh, I, I get why he would say something like that because like, hey, you're Little Romeo and this is Michael Jackson. And if you put out something that does strong, I get all that. But uh, you still little Romeo, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, your collection, of, you're like your body of work, uh, is is not is not anything like that. And I I say that because my love for Michael Jackson, like I I didn't it didn't matter what he did or put out, like I just loved it. Um, it's almost kind of like you know when you when you have a TV show, like Power, Power ended, and I have a lot of angry feelings about Power. Uh, as far as the end, but as a fan, you know, you put your fan shades on and you just kind of power through certain, you know, storylines and episodes, whatever it is. And you get there and you just like, you know what, at the end, it wasn't that bad or it wasn't that good or whatever. And, uh, Michael, uh, was, was like, again, a huge fan but I feel like my love for him and his work and, and, you know, just growing up and all of that made me feel like, uh, like it made me see through or see past his, like changing his, his physical appearance and, and like all of that. Like when, when he, um, when he passed away and then they released, uh, this is it, which was really like getting ready to be his comeback concert and tour. Um, I was like, just appreciative of, of the work that he had did and, and how of a perfectionist he was up until the end. He reminded me of Richard Pryor, who um, maybe the next episode I'll do it, but I keep talking about putting together my top 10 uh, comedians of all time. And maybe it needs to be like a top 20. Actually, I feel like the way these episodes go, they, they go so fast that I can probably get through like a top 50 and I don't know, that, that's a lot to ask. We'll, we'll go back to top 10. But if you've been listening to these episodes, I've already mentioned two to three that's already in my top 10. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and spoiler alert. Richard Pryor is my number one comedian of all time. And I say that because I say that, like I share that information when I do interviews and you know, so it's it's not like I've never shared that before. Um, but one of the things about like one of the 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 greatest things about Richard Pryor and his contribution to comedy is his tragedy. You know, like there's something about certain artists that give everything that they have and they become iconic but it's through their tragedy, through their pain, through their, you know, their their downfall, like everything that they give. And I feel like, you know, Richard Pryor truly gave himself to comedy. Like it, it's almost like, um, you know, like I, I feel like the people that that he, you know, like you paved the way for, like the people that came after him, they had a greater opportunity to be great at the art of comedy and, and be funny and make money and do this and, and movies, but at the same time kind of hold on to their sanity and their uh, celebrity and, and public, you know, per- 
persona because I feel like Richard, in order for Richard to be to become that great, he has to sacrifice his life. Um, and I feel I feel the same way about Michael Jackson. Like um, I feel like you know Michael had a lot of greatness, but you know those the, the allegations and and you know they they really made him out to be a freak and it's because he kind of was a freak and he was different and we didn't agree with this and we we didn't agree with that and um i feel like he had to sort of i guess i guess be a martyr i guess that's kind of in the same the same like lane uh like you have to like give yourself to this greater cause and and i feel like michael you know what he went through good and bad really helped shape him to be this this you know iconic there'll never be another and a lot of people say that like there'll never be another this person yeah because there's not gonna be another duplicate of us you know but i feel like in that conversation of like who's grace the world i feel like we're talking like maybe a hundred people you know maybe there there's a hundred people in that they deserve there'll never be another person. Bitch, I don't want to hear about Britney Spears. Don't be like, there'll never be another Britney Spears when she dies. What? No, it's not the same. I, I don't I don't want those kind of conversations. I love Rihanna, but I don't like Rihanna passed. There'll never be another Riri. Bitch, what? No, we're talking about like like super iconic greatness. Um and I feel like uh, <laughs> there'll never be another Michael Jackson. There'll never be another Richard Pryor. You guys, if you hear this, you guys should message me or let me know who you feel like there'll never be another this person. And again, don't come with me like with no, no dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't 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 Grady from uh from Stanford and Son. Like you better give me some good um some good ones. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I uh. <laughs> I was uh, uh I, I completely lost lost train of thought. Um I I went off talking about little Kim and I completely forgot where I was going with this. See, that's what happens with these episodes. Um as much as I love them, I definitely get off track and um with this whole like I don't know, time out that that every grown up is on, I don't have the the windows to do you know the my episodes. Like I normally you know, have this time where I sat down and, you know, I, I kind of plan out the episode that I, what I like to do and what I want to talk about, but I've been like super dad this last week. I, I feel really good about being a dad sometimes. Um, it's just, it's just moments that make me feel like I got this and I, I mean, I'm sure moms and dads out there listening might agree. Like there are just some days where you don't feel like a I'll be honest with you, I never feel like I never feel like I'm not a great dad um, but I know there are parents out there that feel like I'm not a great mom, I'm not a great dad uh, and I, I get why a lot of people feel that way um, it kind of reminds me of like work, you know when I was working I was a retail manager for for a very long time and I just feel like there were good days and bad days. I I can't say there was days where I felt like I was a bad manager. Um, I would just feel like there was days where like I just wasn't on my game. I wasn't, you know, uh, I didn't make great decisions. 
Um, I, I remember times I would argue with customers just because of pride. Like, that's what happens a lot of times, like, in retail. Like, we'd be wrong. And, like, we don't want you to know we were wrong. There would be t- I remember, like, like receipt, like, or not receipts, but, like, re- re- refunds. Like, sometimes we just argue just to argue. <laughs> it's like, nah, bitch, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, it's, you know, it's 31 days. And it's a 30-day, you know, policy. And, you know, like, you you were, you know, it's not 30 days, you know, it's 30 days. You, this is the, you know, I can't return it and, you know, you get you, that person makes a scene and then at the end of the day they call customer service and customer service will be like nigga it's just been one day <laughs> just give them their money back we want repeat business uh then you know like as i got smarter and i just became committed to like customer service you know then it became like 300 days sure you can have your money back like um there were just times toward the end of um certain companies that I worked with where it wasn't that uh, I like I just always felt like let's just do what's best for the customer and companies a lot of time say that but they don't really mean it because it's all about the bottom line profit and making money so it's always do what's best for the customer if bottom line we can make a profit or we can make money uh, rather now or in the future and uh so I, I never felt like, hey, I was I was shitty. Um, I just felt like it was good days and bad days. And as a dad, or even as a comedian, like sometimes, like I don't feel like I'm a shitty comedian. Sometimes I feel like I do shitty things. Like I don't write as much as I should, or um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't email and and hit up bookers like you know daily or weekly, like I say I'm supposed to. And there's things that I just procrastinate about so on and so forth but i don't be like i'm a shitty comedian uh tuesday you know what i'm saying like i just i don't i don't have the thought process however on the flip side i do feel like when i knock it out of the park when i have certain shows when i was working um in retail and i just had one of those you know, dynamite days where we had a profit or sales gain or whatever the case was i was like i'm really great at this so i guess i just had the gene where I'm either really great at it or it was a bad day. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I I feel like I've just been, like, like on top of it as a dad. And uh, I know it's been helping my wife out. As Like I said, she's been struggling with her anxiety. But it also just makes me feel good. Like, I think, like, my oldest is starting to, like, gravitate a little bit more to me now. Um, he's, he's annoying. But, like, I love him. And I play this thing called Roloblox or they're called Roloblox. Roll, roll, Roblox, and it's basically like Minecraft, but like not. <laughs> and like, it's like a world where like there's all these like bunch of mini games, and we play that. And um, it's like our equivalent of playing, you know, the PS4, uh, the Ugly Baby. He, we're doing potty training again, like we were doing it, but like. <laughs> Uh, we just like I don't want to say I gave up but like just got lazy and uh, so we stopped and I would get I got back into doing it and he would do it but it's really one of those consistency things so like when when I'm on it he's on it and like this last week he's you know has been pottying and like I feel like the boys have just been been team dad and you know we've been 
they've been having like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snacks in between, and fruit and vegetables, and uh, sometimes I don't eat it, but I still serve it, and I feel like it still counts. You know what I'm saying? Like I still want my my dad point, but uh, <laughs> but uh, so like like what's been going on with me is is just kind of uh, figuring things out myself. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I did an open mic last month which uh was kind of funny because when i when i walked into it there was there were some comics you know like that's in the area of northern iowa like oh day they do it open mics and open mics is so critical to your development and it was kind of a shitty open mic and not shitty because of like um you know like the people involved it like like Shitty gets kind of thrown around a lot, but I'll tell you why I think it was shitty. Uh, decent venue, great um, location as far as where it's located because it was like downtown, you know, like the downtown area of this uh, place. Um, the guys that was running it are decent guys that I've met uh, within the last year, and I like those guys, and I work with those guys. And one of the guys was on my birthday. Uh, slash album recording show um it's really about the crowd like it's really about you know the the whole setup you know like having you know your your microphone your stage and your lights like like i talked about before and having a crowd that's engaged you know people that that are there and then just making sure the comics understand their responsibility and I've talked about this before, like some, some comics just want to be edgy and they just want to like go off the deep rail. Like I remember at the open mic, there was a guy who got up and read the Bible for like a minute and a half. And, uh, I don't know if it's just like this new wave of Andy Cart, Andy Cartley, um, Andy Kaufman, or it's just like this alternative comedy thing, which I, I'm just not a fan of because I feel like you can't just make something an alternative and like it's a thing it'd be like hey here's here's alternative food i'm a chef you know what i'm saying like these are things you can't eat but they look presentable or like i'm a musician but i can't play so this alternative music like that's not that's not it like an alternative comedy is not you know like it'll be like if i take what i do in the podcast on stage like i'm just on stage just like Mwah. you know little kim looks like a a, a horse you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd be like uh, this is not this is not this is not an art form um i'm gonna take a break but i'm gonna tell you uh more about the open mic experience and uh then i'm gonna talk <laughs> i'm also gonna kind of just tie that into where i'm at in comedy and how i hope to move forward so uh i'll be right back this is peace top podcast and we is back i uh I was just talking about this uh, open mic. This is the last open mic that I've been to, and I haven't been to an open mic. I think it was the first one I've been to this year. Um, and I, again, I call it shitty because the idea is all open mics is supposed to be, and I like you're supposed to go there and work on material and bits and and, and uh, you know a tagline. You, it, it's really work. It's it's a gym, and 
like I said before, it's, it's very important to the development. Like you want to have this opportunity because when you get to the paid shows, you don't want to take a piece of paper up there. You don't want to, you know, have, you don't want to appear or come off as an amateur. That's what these, you know, free shows or these open mic shows are all about. They, they really help you, you know, develop and get comfortable and, and kind of have an idea, a sense of who you are and having your voice and being able to entertain the crowd. And it was it was shady for the simple fact that, um, you know, there were some comics that that I know that that had been doing it for a couple of years. They got up and they did their same five minutes that they always do. And I get it because anytime you're a comic and I mentioned this before, like when I first moved out to Iowa, I was like, anytime I was going to spots, I was just kind of doing the same material because it's my first time being at a place and I want to hopefully get booked for something in the future so I want to just come off the gate here's I'm funny here's some great material get me on something you know and I get all that but what what I don't understand is you know somebody not taking the opportunity to grow so that that's kind of like the you know it's either you work on material and you know it it you know hit or miss and you 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 have the opportunity where you might bomb and that that won't go well or you do the same old stuff that kind of works or you know will work uh but you don't get to to get better as a comic and uh not to say doing your material over and over again you can't do that it's just there was a bunch of comics just not taking it as an opportunity to work and also you know i'm not gonna say i'm a huge deal but in this area um it's like like when I when I was starting off, I knew I knew if there were certain comics in the room, um, I wanted to, you know, put a little bit more on on myself, you know, whether that was pressure or just I wanted that person to, you know, it's 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 almost like, you know, like like uh, impressing your colleague or or at least you know, like a, almost like a friendly competition where you're like, oh, that guy just killed. Let me go and do my thing. And it's, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a great, it's a great respect because I don't know if that is something that, that, that exists like it used to, or at least I don't see it as much because of where I'm at and the shows that I do. But I know back when I started off, when there were certain people, if they were in the room, whether it was an open mic, uh, there was a, the Jimmy Kimmel's uh, sister. Her name is Jill Kimmel, who is um, a comedian herself. She's out in Arizona. I met her, and we had a uh, a good a good friendship. It, we 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 did some things early on as far as like shows, and then like you know like she got married and like she started doing you know she's she's you know Jill. Kimmel so she started doing these bigger gigs and I just wasn't there yet and toward the end of leaving Arizona we did uh, one or two shows but and I called her my sexy comedy mom because she kind of had like a, a mom like she she knew the business and she had been around it for a long time but she used to have an open mic in Arizona Tempe Arizona at a uh, uh, I want to say a pizza place but I think it was just a bar like a, I don't know if it was a brewery but there, it was a bar and she had been running it for like years, you know, before I, 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 you know, I started doing comedy 
I maybe 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 like two or three years before, but um, I know anytime I did that room, and it was never really a great room as far as like I mean there would be you know maybe eight people there maybe and then you know it'd be like comics that are just there because it's Jill's room you want to be there um I think it was like on a Tuesday night so it wasn't like a, a you know it was just it's just one of those those shows but anytime I was there and I knew she was there or like other comics that that respected her that she worked with like I wanted to like bring the best material that I had at this time um and I I felt like that was the biggest missed opportunity is I was in the room at this open mic and everybody was still like messing around and it wasn't until after I performed where the people who really didn't like the comics who really didn't know me they started kind of coming up to me and they wanted oh you got a show and like they they were doing all that but as a as a comedian as as a booker myself who produce shows I do look at you know other acts when I do like I don't look at them all the time but if I happen to catch your act and it's it's you know and the effort's not there, I can understand you bombing. That happens. I can understand, you know, you you going up and but when when I see you like when I say you, but like when I see a comic just really not giving effort, not trying, like being like like it's like you shitting on my art form. You know what I mean? Like it, it's this thing that I that I went against a lot when people like I don't know I should just quit comedy I don't know if comedy is for me and there's a lot of people that be like no you can do it I believe in you and um they're they're very supportive and they they have a lot of encouragement and I'm with that and I have that that in me but a a, a greater gene says fucking quit just leave like be done like move on for the person that really wants this and the the more i did comedy the the stronger that that voice became because um i do feel like if you never thought about quitting comedy and i don't know how this works in other professions but uh for a comedian i feel like if you never thought about quitting comedy then you're not a comedian and i know that's a very like hard harsh absolute statement to make but i am telling you um in my experience and the experience of damn near everybody that that i know that like that has taken that takes this serious that that does this if you've never thought about quitting you're not a comedian you 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 just haven't reached that point where you're like you put it all on the line and if it goes well it goes well and if it doesn't what the fuck you gonna do after this and that's just that's just again my experience um but if you don't quit and you keep going that's where the beauty happens like that's when you start to really open up uh things and so uh i'm just one of those people that's like if you just gonna get up there and and sh- and fuck around and and do this and do this and I do this for a living and I I sur- like I survive off of this, you know I had one of the comics after the show was like, hey man, uh, you, me and you should start a room together. I'm like, no, I'm not doing this for fun, y'all. Like this is, I'm real about this. I'm serious about this. And so, uh, like I said, somebody can get up and do bad and not be funny and I don't care for their particular style of comedy or whatever the case is. But when you just get up and fuck around and 
and you don't you don't really show that like like the whole comedy thing like anybody can be a comedian like anybody can get up and hold a microphone and and say things what really like separates that person is you know the commitment the work that they put in that's that's what I always look at and that's what impresses me and and that's when I'm like hey I like this guy I like that girl or I want to work with that person I want to book that person things like that when you just get up and you just I gotta go tell my jokes again nigga those your jokes you know like saying if you don't want to tell your jokes then then you don't need to be doing this right now or maybe you need to go write some new shit and then come back at a later date and time so uh yeah Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. I uh, I don't know if I really got to any of the things I really wanted to get to. And I think I say that just about every episode. And it's kind of true because I sit down and I have these like, hey, this episode, episode this is going to be about these things. And then, uh, you know, I start talking about Little Kim and Michael Jackson. And, and maybe that's a great thing. And maybe... It's part of the reasons why you guys listen, and maybe this you hate it, and this is the last episode you you listen to. But I always have fun, <laughs> and I am going to continue to put out these episodes. Um, and hopefully, my wife, you know, finished going through what she's going through, and in the whole you know <laughs> affinity wars and everybody disappearing, and like hopefully, like the end of the world kind of things become less scary and i can have her on a uh on the next episode or so but until then guys be safe wash your hands be smart like it I, there's nobody like uh dave Chappelle said this and uh i forgot what the content was but it was like everything is funny until it happens to you and you know when when this was happening in a different country and and when all these things were going on and it really wasn't affecting us, you know, I, I started knowing people that have the, the virus and you know, it's, it's, it's not just a, their problem. It's, it's a everybody problem. It's a human race type of problem. Um, I remember when it started and they were like, black people can't get it. And like, like we so dumb, we so dumb. But maybe that's what people need to get through it. Um, and maybe that's what I would suggest. Do what you need to do to get through this. We will get through this. Um, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, like I said, there's just certain ways that you can get through it. You can worry about it every day of every second of every this. Uh, or you can have fun, make jokes, share memes, you know, spend this time with your family, think about a game plan for when this all passes, whatever that is, we're going to get through it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I will be back next week with another episode. Uh, my name is Dave Peace. Uh, it's been fun talking. I hope you guys have fun listening. And I'll catch y'all on the next one. Until then, peace, y'all.